Crash Course Live is presented by Smash It Demolition Derby, who host Bash for Cash, Blizzard Bash, and Capital City Carnage. Online at smashitderby.com. And Stirring Dirt Racing, host of May Mania's team show at the Golden Spike Arena in Ogden, Utah. Online at stirringdirtracing.com. Reckless Abandoned Derby Apparel and Derby Inc. Magazine. This is the Crash Course Demolition Derby Podcast, recorded live at the FingerLakes1.com studios in downtown Seneca Falls, New York. And now your host, Chris Marquardt. Good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to this edition of the Crash Course Demolition Derby Podcast, number 406. Coming at you right now, Brian, he's uh, been able to pull himself away from all the craziness that's been happening. Good to know that the wrist is all recovered, right? Uh, yeah, yep. He uh, he got his cast off Friday. Big smile underneath his uh, his mask that we still had to wear in there. Um, got a brace on it for the next two weeks, and he can take that off and, and start getting into stuff. And at four weeks, uh, he should be fully released and ready to go. So he's got a couple of neat bumps where the where the bones were broke and rehealed, but you know, all in all, going well. Excellent. Well, uh, and what do you guys? Got planned for later this month. We got all the county fair stuff starting to pick up. Dunkirk's going to be in a couple of weeks. We're going to see um, Gates County Fair. We're going to see uh, Ontario County Fair and everything coming back up. But we've got Seneca County sitting in the midst of that too. But it sounds like maybe you're not going to be making the trip to Seneca County this year. No, we. Uh, um, I've I've retired from running Seneca County, but uh, Zach and I are going to go out to the plans are right now. Zach and I are going to go out to Sharon Speedway uh, the weekend of the 23rd, I believe it is, and. Uh, Check out the SRX uh, racing, the superstar racing experience that uh, Tony Stewart and uh, Ray Abraham uh, are the owners of that. So, um, you know anybody? No, I'm just going because I enjoy racing. Um, <laughs> but uh, we, you know, I, I, I actually, you know, had, had been missing racing. I've been, you know, kind of jonesing for it. And uh, I've been watching a lot of stuff on YouTube, a lot of the, the sprint cars and late miles and stuff. Uh, T-Max having a pretty good year again in a late model and watching the, the, the midgets and everything. And I've, I haven't missed a race of the SRX yet. I've, I watch it religiously when it's on for the six weeks. And, uh, but you really I, don't know anybody close to that? No, not really. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to, I've been, you know, I've been planning on, I'd like, I would have liked to have seen them. And then I saw they were coming to Sharon and it's only like four and a half hours away. I mean, you and I are used that's to driving bad. eight hours out to, to Ohio and back. So, that, that's going to be like a hop, skip, and a jump. Yeah, so, um, weather if the weather's good, we're going to go out and run. And uh, it's it's kind of killing two birds with one stone. Um, Sharon Speedway is now owned and ran by uh, Dave Blaney, who obviously was a you know amazing sprint car driver, ran Cup, um, and his brother Dale, who was also a, a sprint car driver. Um, Robbie or uh, Ryan Blaney's uh, dad and uncle, Dave and Dale. Um, but I remember from back in the day when their father had it, um, Lou Blaney. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I've and I've heard about Sharon for forty years, and you know, always wanted to go there just because I've heard so much about it. So kind of killing two birds with one stone. Um, go out there and check it out, and watch a little uh, little dirt tracking. Awesome. Well, we're going to be catching up with uh, Bill Miller. He's waiting in the in the wings here, on the heels of uh, another successful weekend for um, his effort. Took two cars out to uh, to, uh, to Proctorville with the Unified Point Series, and we're also going to be catching up with uh, Austin Chrysler, who got a win over at uh, Midsummer Mayhem. Brandon Thomas, he got an emotional win up in uh, Minnesota, and then we're going to finish off with with Ron McClung, as we talked about last week, trying to catch up with with Ron for a few minutes. Um, just kind of recap what's uh, what's left about bringing Billy Bash back and some of the other stuff that that he's got coming up as well. But uh, we got Bill here, and and Bill has been um, 
busy winning in everything under the sun um, and, and scoring points and, and staying in the mix. And now I think there's only a gap of like seven points from first back to fifth. Wow. In the unified point standings. We've got a full recap of that coming up. But, but Bill's on a tight schedule here, and, and he's graciously made a little bit of time for us, man. Uh, thanks for making some time and, and coming on. And, man, the season has been the season has been something for you, and you're certainly logging the miles, and, and it's paying off so far. Yeah, lots of miles. Do we? Uh, uh, is there anything that you can attribute that to? I mean, is it a case where it's just better to be lucky than it is to be good? Or I mean, is there is there that much preparation and focus going into getting a win in a limited world car, just the same as as putting together a win in the um, like a win in say a minivan? Well, um, I think I think just like a few of us other, I know national level drivers. Um, I feel like we're trying to have to like take a step down and a step back to be able to compete or to build a build like a front wheel drive to compete in like a 2022 front wheel drive world. You know what I mean? Is it, is it, is it that different from the world when we were, we were talking about those, uh, Camaros and Firebirds and that, that you and Trevor put together and, um, we got to see a couple times down at Hot Springs and some of the other runs that you had those out at. Yeah, I mean, we we had our small blocks in those, right? With I mean, our full, you know, limited wheeled or pro stock setups. Now we're going back to like daily driver running front wheel drive cars. <laughs> is is taking that step back hard to acclimate to? With the way that the point series is set up, you're running a bunch of different rules and a bunch of different drivers. You got to be willing to uh, uh, dive in with some promoters that maybe haven't even run before. Um, and, and is that necessarily bad for where the sport is heading? You know, you compare that to the small blocks and the, the limited weld setups that you had in those Camaros versus where we are now with, with the, which I've never heard it described that the daily driver front wheel drives. <laughs> What's <You're> right though. <laughs> it is. Um, is that necessarily so bad? And, and how much of a challenge is it to reacclimate to the softer build? Well, your driving style is completely different. Uh, time and preparation i mean yeah the build's a lot shorter but you got to make sure you dot your t's and cross your eyes per se if not i think you're going to be stranded or lost right um the the focus for this season um we've been talking with uh mark elliott for for a couple years now on a regular basis and he continues to be fascinated on the fan level uh, with the effort that you're putting in, with the results. Um, you know, even so far as in your own show when you're promoting it, you walked out there to award the winner with a uh, briefcase full of $14,000 or $15,000 cash to the winner. And cool. just, just has been very vocal about um, what he sees in you as a driver and what he sees in you as a promoter and, and a showman and things along those lines. Has... Has that played into um, your focus in trying to win it all, the the the, the points championship here in 2022? Because we're seeing you pop up a lot of different places, and some of it, some of it we expect, and some of it we didn't. It's definitely a trying time right now with fuel prices. I'm mm -hmm. still on the fence whether to run or not, because it seems like every East Coast East Coast trip costs 800 to 1,200 dollars in fuel. Right. Well, uh, was it 
was it Craig Vidal that we talked to last week that talked about Bill spending a thousand dollar fuel bill to win six hundred? Yeah, yeah, it's great. And I mean, that's the thing is, you know, it's <clears throat> um, purses as we've mentioned have been getting better, you know, and, and and drivers are getting taken care of a little bit more. But just you know, as that starts to happen, something comes up that you know drivers and builders have no control over the gas prices, and you know, you get bit in the ass. So I mean. You know, uh, to travel to a good-paying show, you know, it's even if you win, chances are you're going to come out on the on, on the losing end because it's going to cost you fuel and you know all the other stuff. So it's it you know it it's crazy, but I mean, uh, you know, a vast majority of drivers, you know, they do get in it to win, but you know, it's I think they get in it to win knowing that they're not ever going to really make money in it. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> It just, you know, because I know for me personally, you know, if I would make a little bit of money, it would, you know, go back into my derby stash. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I guess it all, it all, you know, it just comes down to the love. And I mean, you know, we're with uh, with Mark's point series. I mean, we're seeing the love. I mean, yes, you know, guys are going to, they're going to win some great prizes. They're going to win some great money. But I mean, you have got to love a sport to go out and travel. And I mean, you know, in any given night, there's a chance that you're going to pull into a show you've never been to and be the outsider, and they're going to say go, and six guys are going to put you in a corner and pound you into, you know, oblivion. So, you know, it, it's about the love of the sport, and that's, you know, that that's what's driven Demolition Derby forever is, you know, it's it's the love. It's it's the it's the determination. It's the drive. You know, and it's it, it's it's still that's that's still the driving force today, I feel. Has that happened in your traveling, or is it easier to run out of town where you don't know anybody? I don't care where I run. Who I run against, it don't matter. It's all part of the sport. Right. Makes you better. Um, in terms of in terms of getting out there, is there any place that you've gone to this year, um, found a little bit of success, or, or not for that matter, and, and just been, wow, uh, this is some place that I definitely want to put on the schedule to make it back to? I haven't found one of those yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> you know, that's that's one of the things that when we talk to um, TJ and we talk to uh, Scotty Drevenek and and Mason, Terry Abadi is another one. These are these are some of the youth drivers. Uh, we talked to Stephen Sickles. Is it, it doesn't matter where. In order to keep compiling points, you have to keep going and keep pressing on, and that's mm-hmm. that's one of the exhausting and, and wearing aspects of, of trying to win that points championship is is you have to keep going, and it, it it could make you decide maybe maybe I need a little bit less derby in my life. Yeah, you know any any sort of touring. I mean that's you know um, it, it gets rough and it gets tough, and you know you if you're gonna if you're gonna make the 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 full uh, the full tour, you know what you feel that you need to win. It's you know it's definitely going to test you without a doubt. I mean, it's going to test man, it's going to test machine. It's you know, but it's, but again, it, it it's it's something great to see, and it's you know the fact that it's you know it, it's caught on, and so many people are are following it and are you know competing. It's it says a lot for our sport. I feel. Uh, kind of the same style of question. Have you learned anything fun enough in it with a minivan to make you consider running those on a regular basis? I used to run a bunch of front wheel drives way back in the day. Yeah. But, uh, said, you know, we pretty much switched our whole platform and everything over to Crown Vicks. And that's what I don't always specialize or prioritize in. But, uh, like you said, the, you know, the, the way that it's going nowadays, gut and goes is, I think, the, the future of demolition derby for the next five years or so. 
until we can figure this economy out. Is is that a product of where the sport is? Because we've it, it's not uncommon to see these ebbs and flows where things go get in this uh, stock swing, and then I want a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more, and then we get back up into that weld swing, and then it comes back down the other way. It's, this is too much. It's taking too long. Cars are too expensive, and it comes back down, and it gets back to stock. Or is Correct. it is it is it the economy based instead? I don't know if it's totally economy based. I'm sure that's a lot to deal with it, but a lot of, you know, there's a lot more families and family time nowadays, I think, and there's not a lot of time been spent in the shop. I know that's true for me as well. Did you ever imagine yourself saying that you're going to prioritize Crown Vicks? No. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure you're not. What's a Vic go for out there at this point? I don't know. I got a field full of probably sixty, but I don't usually pay no more than four or five hundred bucks for them. Yeah. I guess at this point it doesn't really matter how much they're going for. If you got sixty yeah. of them, you got that many years. You probably don't have to buy any for a couple of years, so that's that's cool. Um, yeah, you know, and, and it, it's. As you said, I mean, it, there's definitely the ebbs and flows. And I mean, around here, you know, it's um, things are kind of going to the, the more built. You know what I mean? And we've always been a, a basically stock build. I mean, a little extra here, a little extra there. But I mean, there's, but, you know, it, it's it's interesting. You know, it's it's neat to see. And, and that's another thing, you know, with, with the tour is it does, it covers everything for everybody. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you can you can find a class and follow it and, uh, and, and gain points. So, um, you know, it's 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 definitely not easy and whoever wins it you know it's it's definitely something they've earned one of the interesting things about the series this year is that i think there was i think there was a more focused cap on it to get to um uh there was more focused cap to limit the amount of shows so that you didn't see so much of that driver burnout yeah um it's going to be tougher to pick and choose where you run and it's also going to be tougher to um it's going to be tougher for the compact county fair uh, surge that we saw in the middle of the year. It's still part of it, but you know, if you if, if you look at the schedule, we're we're looking at county fairs going into August, and there's only I think that we're event number 14, which is basically the halfway point, and we're going to be I think we're only going to have three or more four more dates the rest of this month before we get into August. So that 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 compact county fair push that we saw um, really helped Shipley's run to the championship two years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just jetted away from everybody yeah. i don't think it's going to be the same it's and, and right now the way that the, the the bonus points show based on purse um with a, a true double points offered for features that are paying more than ten thousand, that's helping keep everything a lot tighter now so you know now if, if if your focus is trying to win that championship it's awful tough to sit back and just say i'm i'm going to take this week off yeah definitely but that's you know that that's you know that's what we touched on earlier you know it's like you said, I think Mark tried to dial things back a little bit and tried to, but I mean, it's, you know, which is a good thing, but now, you know, maybe a driver says, man, I really wanted to run that show, but now it's not point. So you may have to travel a little farther, you know, it's, but you know, again, I mean, there's, there's a great group of guys out there and, and, and younger drivers out there chasing it. So, um, you know, it's, it's great to see, um, you know, maybe, maybe next year, the year after we'll get a show or two up this way somewhere that, you know, we could go visit, but, uh, um, you know, it, it's just great to see a tour like this. I mean, it's, you know, it, it, it's something that the sport needed, I feel. Is somebody coming from the Midwest out here to the East Coast uh, a handful of times now to compete in some of the shows that, that, that we kind of have as, as in our backyard? Bill, the always, there's always been this sort of, 
I don't know, this unwritten assumption that the further you get out from the center of America, the further you get from the epicenter of demolition derby. So as you get out here, like Brian was just saying, we're in an area that that's starting to go on the uptick of, of building more and, and allowing more in the rule sets. So we're sort of anywhere from three to five years behind what the center of the country is doing, where you see a lot of the cars come from, where you see a lot of the manufacturers come from. You see all of that, that influx that, that has the, has the ear of the people out there on the coasts, um, on the social media, having traveled from the Midwest out here to the East coast, is that, is that accurate? Are the inspections the same? Are the builds the same? Are they, are they that far behind? Where is it from your perspective? I feel inspections pretty much the same across the board. Yeah. Uh, builds are night and day difference, you know, compared to what we're used to running against. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, a lot lighter builds out there, um, a lot different style builds. That's that's the question that I was that I was asking. That's, we know that it's we know that it's going to be lighter for some of the stuff we've yeah. we've covered that in terms of the front wheel drives and, but but the different style of builds and and what the elements you're seeing was as you pull your car off the trailer, you're supposed to be parking next to a car that's built to the exact same thing, and the execution of that build could potentially be completely different. And and I wondered what you were seeing and and are you are you quick to point out improvements on those cars that you're pitting next to? <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and judge anybody. I mean, Fair if enough. you'd looked at some of the last five cars I've ran, you probably wouldn't be impressed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't want anybody to misunderstand that. I'm not suggesting that you're that you're judging anybody, but I, it, it's a different world now for Demolition Derby where, you know, if, if we were in 2005, you'd pull off of that, and, and maybe you wouldn't judge, but you wouldn't be telling them what to do any better next time either. No, definitely. I, I agree that the Derby's changed. Guys are a lot more willing to help each other. Um, and then, you know, it's, it comes down to the driving on the track, which I, I think is, is helps the sport as well, you know. Um, but no, I mean, I, I'll tell the guy what's helped me, what's worked for me, but what's worked for me is probably not going to work for you. Fair enough. Because you'll see me like this weekend. I, I just duct tape my doors, welded a ratchet strap behind the seat for my back seat bar. Nice. So, have uh, have you found a compact car that you know you favor, or do you just run what you what you grab and and that's it? No, I mean I was a big Camry guy way back in the day before I think Camrys became popular. So I still got a few left. That's a few I've stockpiled over the years for a rainy day. So <laughs> a few broke a few out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I knew this day was coming. At some point, we was going to try to run a point series. I just didn't know it was going to be at six dollars and twenty cents a gallon for diesel. Right, yeah, that's kind of crazy. You won a points championship a couple of years back, right, Jeff Palmer show? Palmer show, I won a point series, yes. Yeah. And I said I'd never do another. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it, it's happened before, and history can repeat. So hopefully this uh, hopefully this is a sign of things to come. I know I know you're on a tight schedule. You got the fair board meeting that you got to get to. I appreciate you squeezing some time in for us before before we let you go, Bill. Is there anybody that you want to make mention of that that helps keep the program going? Everybody. So that uh, that covers it. That covers it. Everybody, Bill, man, I appreciate you coming on and, and making some time for us here on the show. Um, good luck with everything, and and hopefully uh, hopefully we can do this again in a couple weeks. Thanks, Mark. We'll see you later. Have a good one. Bye now. There goes Bill Miller heading on his way. He's got a he's got a meeting that he get to, and and man, I was I was most appreciative that 
he was able to, to shoehorn us in. But as many questions as I would love to throw at him, I don't, <laughs> I don't even want to be the guy that makes him late. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a busy weekend, and we do have updates on both the uh, virtual Unified Point Series and the Unified Point Series, so we're going to do that. We're going to regroup. We're going to catch up with Austin Chrysler here in just a few minutes, so we will be right back with you after this. Just kidding, that is not the one And the ME527 Unified Series standings saw a little bit of a shakeup among the top 10. Ty Richards still out in front with 60 points. Steven Sickles jumped up to second place. He's got 56 points to his credit. The 2021 champion got another win for his portfolio after taking a win in Proctorville, Ohio. That moved him up to second place, just one point ahead of Don Santel and four behind the leader, Ty Richards. J.D. Lorraine was the only top 10 driver to show up with just one entry, trying to focus in on scoring, and he made it paid off. He took a win in that class, which jumped him up to 54 points total, one point behind Don Santel in fourth place. And then Bill Miller, he came to play. He brought a van and a car to Proctorville's night number one in Ohio. He took second place in the vans behind behind Sickles, and then he would... Uh, that would bring him to where he sits right now, 53 points, fifth place. And he also uh, ended up running third in a field of 21 drivers in the feature. Miller is now officially back in the top five, and he's one third place finish away from taking the number two spot right on their tail. 727 of Trevor Jones. He's within a win. He can jump up to second place from first back to fifth. It's a separation of seven points from second back to fifth. It's a separation of just three. So... Show number 14 is coming up this Saturday. They're going to be back in Lawrence County in Proctorville at Justin Buchanan's show. After that, Dead Man Productions Day of the Dead in New Alex, Pennsylvania on the 23rd or the 25th and the 29th. They're both shows hosted by Rutz Fab in Butler County. That's Hamilton, Ohio. And then the month of July concludes with the first night of Preble's action. Uh, Preble in Eaton, Ohio, overseen by Smash It, is going to be running on the 7th or the 30th of July and the 6th of August. Stay tuned and stay focused up on all the stuff happening with the ME527 Unified Point Series on www.527unifiedseries.com or check it out on 527 Announcing's Facebook page. And the ME527 Unified Series standings saw a little bit of a shakeup among the top 10. Ty Richards still out in front with 60. And on the virtual Unified Point Series side of things, Wardell hosted the Midsummer Mayhem event. There was a total of four features contested. One of them was a double points event. It was a three-man team event. Also, the Light Mods was a double point event. The mini side of things, Wild Compact's uh, Clyde Showman ended up winning that one over Earl Ref and Fernando Harrell. Old school feature one and done, Brandon Dobratz, the 2021 champion, got the win over Alex Seeger and Cody Riley. The Light Mod Heats and Feature Program, Michael Coons won the feature over Dalton Rude and Trevor Mulder. Dalton Rude got the... Mad Dog on that one. And then three-man team heats and feature Alex Shaner, Dylan Blackburn, and Trevor Mulder got the win for Team OFE. Team Never Satisfied, which was Brandon Knapp and Tanner Wright and Mason Shepard. They took second place, and then Amish Mafia, Earl Ref, Rich, 7X, and Cody Kepner ended up in third. That shook up the leaderboard as well. Andrew Hernandez still out in front with 70 points. Kyle Homer sitting in second place with 68 points. Michael Coons has jumped up to third with 52 Earl Ref right there. Next in line with 50 points, Rowdy Burns with 48 points. Anthony Hernandez with 46. Trevor Mulder with 36 points. Colin Wiley with 30. Alex Shaner with 28 points. Johnny Shanks, Dalton Root, and Herb Elkins tying for 10th with 20 each. Up next, Impact SummerSlam is coming up this weekend, the 15th and 16th, and Compact Carnage for Vito 324 Gaming is on the 23rd. 
Then uh, the month of August is going to kick off with Washington Warzone on the 5th and 6th, hosted by Full Throttle. Looking for additional information? Make sure you check out the RDP Green tab on Discord or check in with uh, Mark Elliott on the 527 Unified Series website, 527unifiedseries.com. And we're back with Austin Chrysler waiting in the wings. Austin picked up a big win in Midsummer Mayhem down at the Downsville Fireman's Park July the 9th. Uh, best paint went to Caleb Stanton and Stephen DePay. Battle of the Fire Department's Caleb Slovin got the win over, uh, got the win in that class. Jeff Sellick got Mad Dog. Adam Buto, which is known as uh, Junkie, also got Mad Dog. Jeremy Nafalski uh, as Yoshi uh, was, Adam Buto got the win. Caleb Stanton got the V8 victory over uh, Reed Scott. And then Dawson Beers was the Mad Dog. And the highest finishing non-imperial was uh, Cody Reed. Compacts, as we're talking to, Austin Chrysler Oven over Logan May. And then Jeremy Gully got the Mad Dog effort in that one. And Austin is is on the line with us, man. Congratulations uh, on the victory at Midsummer Mayhem. That uh, I, I saw that, that gigantic grin as you were holding on to that trophy. It must have meant something to you. Oh, it was definitely a lifetime. Right? <laughs> How tough was that feature? There's some videos. I don't know if you probably saw it, Brian, when those two purple cars came nose to nose in the shower sparks. And there's other places around the country that's, that have shared that video. And they're basically saying, yeah, that's exactly what New York is about in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, take us through that weekend. That's uh, uh, it's a, it's a big show, good payday, and um, certainly certainly not an easy one to come away with. Yeah, absolutely. I talked. I was gonna talk myself out of going, and I, this was my third year. Last year, I placed in the top five, and I'm like, I'm going back this year to win it, and that's what I did. So when you go back to win it, when you get the trophy and the checkered flag flies and all the dust has settled, when you go in there and say, "I'm gonna go in there and win it," do all your friends start calling you sandbagger? <laughs> oh, some of them do. Oh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> uh. At what point did you know you had the feature? Because usually when those features take off, and, and I use the term take off in, in a literal sense, because if you can weather the first five, seven minutes out there, you probably have a fairly good shot of hanging around there for the end. Absolutely. Well, I was running with Logan, and most of the spinning wheel crew was out there, and I was with them guys. Mm -hmm. So I figured it was going to come down to a bunch of us, and that's what happened. Did you, uh, did you have to do anything special in terms of staying invisible and out of Jeremy Gully's crosshair? <laughs> no, we talked. We talked. You talked. You said, I got a bad back. Don't hit me at 60. <laughs> no, I hit him at 60, and I feel bad about it. But <laughs> well, The good news is, is he'll make sure he pays you back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, definitely. Oh, that's for definitely. sure. Get everything straight. <laughs> uh, the the show as a whole, it's, was it the, it's the third year for that one, right? I was told that would have been year four. Wow. Because at one point, at one point, the show was, was going to happen, then it wasn't going to happen. It was in the middle of all the COVID stuff. Yeah. And they had to be a little bit, my guess is they probably had to be, just speculating, they had to be a little bit careful about how much attention they brought to the congregation of people, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, it was a pain that year. Um, so why, after finishing fifth, obviously uh, a motorsports competitor is always going to want to do one better than last time. Uh, was there anything particular about this one where you wanted to dial in and focus and say, I want to make sure that I go from fifth and, and put some effort into winning. No, I had a good track 
record last year. Me and Logan were teammates at a team show, and then it just followed suit. We were first and second all year long. Mm-hmm. And Logan said, well, I'm going to go to Downsville. And I'm like, okay, I guess we'll go together again. But you said you were close to talking yourself out of it. Yeah, I didn't want to because of the economy right now. Ah, well. Understandable. I, was it, uh, at the end of the day, was it worth wasting a good compact? No, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, it was, I think it was, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, it was like 2000 to win the compacts, and then it was like a $1,500 Mad Dog, right? No, it was more. It was three grand to win. Three grand, which is fifteen hundred dollar Mad Dog, yeah. So I mean, you can buy you can buy a couple of. Uh, well, you might only be able to buy one Camry these days. But <laughs> <laughs> what's next for you? Uh, our hometown show, team show with Logan. Um, are you going to be making the trip out to the? Is that Resurrection? Or Day of the Dead. Now I can't remember. It's the, the team show that um, TJ's putting on out in the Midwest? No. 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 I say close to home. There's there's nothing wrong with that. We've got we've, we've come across tons of drivers that, that stay close to home for the longest time, and then they get the opportunity one time to venture out of town. And all it takes is a little bit of that at-home success someplace out of state, and then, then the floodgates are open. Yeah, Everybody's you're traveling. <laughs> and you're, yeah. <laughs> We were going to Chaos in the Valley. We went three years in a row, and I never went back. Mm-hmm. When we were talking with Bill Miller, he was talking about the, the night and day difference in the builds, and, and we're sort of on this uptick out here in, in our neck of the woods for drivers trying to push to get a little bit more to, to build with and a little bit more to work with. Um, you're down near Scranton, if I'm not mistaken, right? No, I'm in Damascus, two miles from Pete Hansen. Okay. <laughs> then never mind. I'm not going to ask that. <laughs> Everything is... You don't find a cheat well, then. <laughs> Something in the water down there. <laughs> yep. It's like adamantium skins on these cars down there. <laughs> um, but is... All joking aside, though, is is there... Is there an uptick where you are? Be, you know, Pete lives in a vacuum. It, it almost it's not even fair to, to have this conversation with with Pete in the midst of it. But are you seeing that same thing where where there's an uptick out here to get the compact cars a little bit more uh, in terms of their ability to build and maybe get some longevity more than just one run out of these cars? Oh, absolutely. Now they're allowing fix it plates before you go out for a heat. And you're allowed to run tank protector all the way back to the package straight. You never were allowed. Is is the car of choice a Camry like everybody else that we talked to, or are you, you you're going to be one of the outliers? Uh, I was a Honda guy, and then I went over to Camrys last year, and that's probably where I'll stay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in all honesty, my problem is is I don't know enough about the compacts to even tell like to make by look at them. Right. So like Zach was like, "Oh, it's a Camry," and I'm like, "All right, if you say so." But uh, you know, it, it definitely. I mean that. that Every, it seems like every time we talk to a compact guy, that's what we hear is Camry. So, and it wasn't that long ago where it was, you know, up here. Mm-hmm. Remember the Ford Contour was the coolest thing to have for like two years, mm-hmm. and that that went by the wayside. And it was the W bodies were the were the be all that ends all. Yep. Um, behind, I think, I think it was the um, was it the Honda wagon. Yep. That um, Andy Vona mm-hmm. got so much attention with. Yep. And. Now that has since passed by, and, and Honda's never even got really a chance besides, you know, a select handful of people that figured them out. I think Dano brought 
uh, a Honda down to Chaos in the Valley one time too. We had a decent run with it, but it it went from uh, it was almost like a, a one year turnover went from W bodies to Camrys just like that. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, and you know, again, they you know it's it's what's popular and it's what's tough. I mean, you know, eventually somebody's going to find the next one or the, the the next one that can be tougher with a little more work here, or a little more work there. Man, now that I got fix-it plates, this car can be as tough as a camera, you know. So, um, you know, it, it, it's ever-evolving. You know, this is definitely not a... Evolving a, or revolving? I would say evolving yeah. because it's rare that you come back. Like, we're not coming back to Chevy wagons being tough. Chevy wagons have always been tough, but now you've found how to make other cars tough. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And you're not all of a sudden going to find... 50,000 Chevy wagons somewhere. Right. <laughs> so we definitely have to evolve, you know what I mean? Um, you know, 40 years from now when we're out of Crown Vicks, I don't know what we're going to do. <laughs> I, I, it won't be either of our worries. Yeah, yeah. You and I are definitely not going to be doing the, the Crash Course podcast by then. But uh, <laughs> Can you imagine if they're rolling us in your wheelchair? <laughs> crash Course number 10,002. Um, but, no, it's definitely evolving. Um, you know, and, I, and I've touched on it. Um, you know, the compacts have come so far. I mean, like, I remember the first compact heat I ever saw. There was, like, three cars. One of them was a Fox Body Mustang. Um, Where was this? Canada, Ontario <laughs> okay. County Fairgrounds. Um, and it was, like, a three-hit deal, and they were done. But that was 20, 25 years ago, probably 27 years ago. Yeah. Um, and then to see where they've come, you know, sure. in that time, it's, it's impressive. And, I mean, obviously, you know, you get out outside New York, and, and pretty much everybody's ahead of us on builds, but – it's interesting to see what the country has done with, with compact as a whole. You know, I mean, the, you know, when we first started traveling, um, you know, you, you could buy every trick part in the world for a V8 car, but there wasn't much for compact. Well, now you go to, to any of these big shows where the parts guys are at and you can buy every trick part, you know, every trick yeah. part there is for a V8, there is for a compact. You bring in a welding wire, you can build a car in the pits. Yeah, no doubt. So you need an uh, army because I mean, yeah, building isn't uh, fun, but <laughs> no, it's it, and it, it's neat to see. It really is. You know, it's it's one of those things. I, I think that you know, compacts is is a niche that you know it, it helps the derby world. You know, I mean, guys that, that don't want to, you know, don't have access to or don't want to, you know, mess with the the V8s. Um, you know, they have something that they can run and, and and stay involved. So I think it's great. You know, they they put on a hell of a show. Um, you know, if I was 20 years younger, I'd probably hop in one and give it a try, but some guys just hit too fast and drive, you know, hit too hard and drive too fast. So I'll just stay on the sidelines and watch and smile. But, uh, you know, it's it's definitely a, an asset to the derby world. Austin, do you remember the first time you saw Compact's run? No, it's been a long time. I, I was just wondering if, if you had any thoughts on how things have, have come uh, where you're at in in – you know, basically the evolution where, you, where we're looking at, you know, people are doing engine swaps on compacts and they're getting multiple runs out of them versus, you know, used to just be a collection of angry bees that ran for 20 minutes or so and 40 cars flew around the track and then it was over with. Right. Yeah. I swap everything. Yeah. It's like uh, Jamie Brown. Jamie's getting ready for his one or two shows he's running this year, pulling that motor out, pulling oh, the motor yeah, in and, and uh, James. Yeah. Going to go on his, going to his, is he making three events this year, right in that loop? I'm not sure. I, I, I don't either. Yeah, I, I've seen him working on cars via Facebook, so I don't know how many. Facebook's getting very busy with with stuff around here. Yeah. You know, Zach Herman, there was all sorts of yep. 
uh, horse trading going on and, and stuff. It's, yeah. So where you are, we were talking with, um, you know, some trying to throw around some familiar names. What are some of the common fairs that you make it out to through the course of the summer now that we're kind of looking at the, the local season? Uh, the hometown, Honesdale. Honesdale. Honesdale PDA. And then uh, GDS. This new Fallon PA. How's GDS been? Yeah, it's getting better again. Good. Yeah, that's I, that's one of Gully shows, right? Right. Yeah. You said that for a few years now. Um, just discussing Honesdale. Uh, two things. One, they had a uh, box car that was raffled off for the raffle car. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Uh, Mike Oliver. And somebody else won it. Mike Oliver offered the guy 800 bucks to drive it. The guy's like, yep. So Mike took it out and tore stuff up. Um, and then uh, we mentioned Gully having the, the Mad Dog. Um, he got Mad Dog in the heat and Mad Dog in the feature. That's a Downsville. Yeah, Downsville. Um, but his grandson, Caden, also won or ran his first Power Wheels. Really? Yep. So <laughs> Was uh, that the post about how do you win one of those Pop Pop? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> just what I was going to touch is Jeremy was holding, because he got a nice, you know, a nice plaque trophy right. for the – and he, that's, you know, Caden said, how do you get one of those pop pop? And he's like, oh, you know, from, from hitting stuff and running hard, Jeremy says, well, it starts again. So um, I'm sure he's going to be stockpiling Camrys and everything else that his, his grandson is going to want to run. And probably, a sh- I can't remember if he's, I think he might be three. So you figure another nine, 10 years, he's going to be in compact. So by then Jeremy will have a slew of compacts and whatever else his grandson's going to want to run so right. um but it's cool to see that you know what i mean the, the, the from one generation to the next and um so but yeah it was you know i saw a lot of pictures and i did see a little bit of video from down so it definitely looked like a hard-hitting show um you know a lot of guys tearing it up so and like you know like was said it's you know it's it's new york style i mean i i think people have uh become fans of, of watching our shows which is pretty cool Austin, man, is there anybody that you want to make mention of or, or recognize that helped make the help get the team there? No, I do a lot of it on my own. If I need help, Logan is my main person for the most part. Awesome, and uh, mm-hmm. Honesdale GDS next on the schedule, so uh, we'll be we'll be watching close and see if see if this turns into some uh, momentum building and sets you on a run for the rest of the summer. Yeah, hopefully that's for sure. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I appreciate you making some time for us. Congratulations on the win over there, and uh, that make sure you park that car out in the front lawn. Let everybody know what three thousand dollars looks like. <laughs> All righty, thank you guys. Fantastic, good man. One. We'll catch up with you later. Sounds good. Thanks. Yep. Austin, Austin Chrysler. We're gonna be catching up with Brandon Thomas here in just a few minutes to be talking about his uh, his weekend. It was another another good one. But before we do that, I'm gonna tell you a little bit a little bit about uh, All for Him Racing. We'll be right back. Where'd you go? We did the uh, derby. Ow, my head! You went to a derby? Hey, Derby World. This is All For Him Racing Videos, where derby never ends. We have people come up and ask, what is All For Him Racing Videos? And the answer is a YouTube channel dedicated to growing the sport of demolition derby in a positive and fun way. Our passion is to show the next generation this sport and capture the memories for generations to come.
we're just trying to show that you can be a Christian, do crazy and exciting things like Demolition Derby, and just spread the word. We have traveled all over the country filming events, all while meeting many great people, hearing amazing stories, seeing the passion for this sport, and falling in love with the Derby community. We have grown to be the largest Demolition Derby channel on YouTube across the world, with millions of views within our large library of videos. We love what we do and can't wait for what the future has in store. We always want to be a place for positive, exciting, and action-packed derby videos. Thank you, Derby World, and enjoy the videos. Jeffy's Fab Farm in Fredericksburg, Virginia, specializes in all of your demolition derby needs. We've got you covered from bumper to bumper. Whether you need headers, shifters, harnesses, fueling systems, or complete turnkey setups, jeffysfabfarm.com can help. We've even got a Canadian branch to help our northern customers. With over 16 years in the industry, we've got the knowledge and experience needed to provide the highest quality parts and put you in the winner's circle. Visit our website today or call Jeff at 540-907-3390. Fabby says the best parts come from the farm. Jeffy'sFabFarm.com. Excited to welcome aboard a new partner for this one, Demolition Derby Life Magazine. They've come aboard. They just wrapped up Mini Meltdown with Spinning Wheels, and their next release is going to cover in depth all the action that happened in Morris, New York with Spinning Wheels out there at the Otsego County Fairgrounds. Uh, full year subscriptions are $119. 12 releases a year, plus past issues are available online at Demolition Derby Life Magazine. If you don't know, you're in the know now, home of the hottest action motorsports magazine on the market with over 30 editions published to date. Demolition Derby Life magazine has grown to be the most prominent publication in the Derby community, featuring everything from promoters and events to drivers and builds. Each monthly release offers a unique insight into the hardest hitting sport in the country. Make sure you jump on Facebook, follow Lexi and all the folks over there at Demolition Derby Life. As soon as you can, let them know that you heard about them here at the Crash Course Nationals. And we've got Brandon Thomas on the line. Brandon is fresh off a win at the Buena Vista Fair. And this post was this post was almost painful to read. I was so happy for Brandon that he finally got this first win after so many years of trying. But Brandon, it was in a GM. I mean, is this <laughs> what what is going on? Yeah, what what a weekend. Um yeah, so Tuesday uh june 6th one of my best friends passed away in his sleep mm -hmm. so and he was huge in the demolition derby me and him ran trucks all around minnesota here together and um i've known him probably since grade school so um that was a tough week and we uh we decided to head south to jacob prusman's show mm -hmm. and uh my wife was lucky enough to come along too and run one of her cars in the same heat. So, so at what point did you know for sure that you were going to win that? I mean, were you were you rolling out of the house and knowing that this was going to be the one? Um, <laughs> after after the week that it was, I had. I mean, it was just more or less get get down there and have some fun and remember Brad and um. 
but I put all my eggs in the same basket on this car. I had all my, I had my brand new 355 in there, brand new transmission, um, brand new slider from Andy Hansen, and brand new fresh 73 olds. So I had everything possible that I could actually have in the car to get me there. So. And was this car already earmarked for Jacob Prusman's show, or was it going to go someplace else? Yeah, we had we had it built for his uh, team show in April that got canceled. Oh, okay. And it was kind of built to his rules, so I held on to it. And then uh, his that was actually his first show was on Saturday, so he had that class in there, so we decided to run down there. And um, I knew there was going to be some some hard cars down there built for april and uh that eric essary that got second he had a two-door 70s ford and those the fronts on them cars are nasty i saw one of those hiding behind some houses around here getting ready for a fair locally about three streets over from where you live uh nope that's a different one (laughs) (laughs) nope different one (laughs) those fords they can be really interesting those uh those Ford Elites, I think, is is what might be one of them that that I'm talking about. I, I haven't. I don't know about. I know uh, my son was on uh, the road that Connie's is on and saw a pre-run sitting at one of the houses. Yep. And uh, wasn't sure what it was, but he thought that was a pre-run from last year. If you listen close, late at night, you can almost hear that thing asked to be started, and then it does. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. You touch it off, and it echoes through the trees the whole way across town. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, that car that was going to go to the team show, so it was already kind of put together. Who were you going to run with at the team show? Um, actually, uh, Brad Hogan, he was going to be my teammate down there. He used to run on the Minnesota Outlaws at mm-hmm. Blizzard Bash. Yep. So he was going to... Uh, run with me there and he was busy actually on this last saturday so he couldn't make the trip down there either so with all the new stuff that's in your car what 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 was a combination that, that mrs thomas had um she's got she had her two-door two-door uh 65 newport mm-hmm. and then she had her magnum engine brand new brett nelson tranny in it nice so She's got her brand brand new Magnum in her shocker for the county fairs around here. So, I, I'm just wondering how you how you managed to stay out of the crosshairs. <laughs> <laughs> there is there is a picture that Gearhead Photos posted of her giving me a good lick in the driver's door down there. So, I'll, I'll give I, her see, I don't know. I, it looks to me like I, I'm. Uh, is this the one where the this is the number twenty with the nose? That's it's a bit higher than factory. Uh, with the point yep. of that bumper going into the back window of the. <laughs> it looks like it, it's behind. I suppose the, it depends on which angle you look at it. I'm looking at the one that you made your Facebook wallpaper. <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, and that's that's the fun part about it. Any chance I can get a get on the same track or same heat as her i mean that's what it's all about right there is that one of those two doors that you were talking about scoring when we last talked last time we got the chance to speak in person when we were down i think in capital city carnage yep that was one of them yeah and this was this was the i'm trying to remember you told me was one of them were they both newports or was one of them a belvedere 
Uh, they were both Newports. Okay. And then, yeah, she actually, she actually got her. So she's been running our hometown derby for 20, probably 22, 23 years. And she finally got her, she got her first win at that track in that car last year. Okay. Nice. I I like it. Is she going to let you have the other one? The other two door? Um, that's still up for discussion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to probably guess probably not. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, that's terrific. Um, I, I, I like the fact that both of those roof signs, we see the, the double nickel, the 55 is on there, but that number 71 is put, uh, well ahead of that halo bar. And, um, it, it doesn't appear to be wiggling as she's backing away from that, uh, that, that door shot either. No, that was, yeah, I built that to stay put. So. If you do it right, it can hold the roof down. Yes. Right. Yeah. Kenny Roswell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. I mean, it, it was just awesome to, you know, to, to, I saw the post early in the week about the, the tragedy that struck the, and, and, and I know I'm going to say it wrong, the, the Hake family. Hack. Hack. I, I know he's going to mess it up. The, 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 the Hack family. And, and then to turn around and see that you guys had, uh, you'd finally pulled down that first win with the 71 high atop that car. It was, it was really awesome. And I wanted to give you a chance to talk about it. Cause I know Brad was a, Brad was a pretty important part of your life and, that um, couldn't help but think maybe there was some extra help on the passenger seat of that one. Yeah, there was. That was a pretty emotional day, to be honest with you. I mean, he uh, when he derbied, he always wore his trademark was he wore a gas World War II gas mask and a Nazi war helmet. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what he wore when he derbied every time. So his his wife. Um, actually gave me his gas mask to strap inside that car. Uh huh. So I strapped it to the dash bar. So we took Brad for one more ride. So that is too cool. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I I don't remember that story. Yeah, and wearing the gas mask and the cool. helmet for all the trips that we've been up there, I I I thought that maybe maybe it's just been lost to time. But that's that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean that made it that made it the the win the first win. I mean. You can't even describe how it feels to do that with him, with with that whole scenario going on, and then being able to do that, bring that in the car with me. So mm-hmm. it was yeah. something else. That's yeah, pretty special. What's next? Um. Well, I start my county fair season here on Friday, and so that goes. That'll be every weekend till the middle of August, and Jeepers. then we have the fall show in September. And then I think we got some pre-ran stuff. I got a limited wheel truck to run in October. And then we uh, start the start the process over before winter. <laughs> Which in Minnesota is the end of August. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> well, I, I, what's the first what's the first county fair this season going to be? Uh, Wasika County Fair. Okay, that's this Friday, and then. Watton County Fair is actually Saturday, so I got back-to-back shows this weekend. Awesome. Yeah, at least you won't be bored this weekend. Right. <laughs> Online, it's uh, Full Throttle Promotions MN up in Minnesota. If anybody wants to follow along, find out more about the uh, the county fair season for uh, Full Throttle and uh, jump out there. It's it's continuing to grow, and the nice part is you got all that support uh, that you've been able to build over the last couple of years, both on the driver's side and 
from the fair boards, which is a huge step for anybody anywhere in the country. If you got the support of the fair board on your side, that's that's really a big step. Yeah, the fair boards up here, they they're overly ambitious on the demolition derby stuff. We've been trying to get a little higher payouts for the classes, bigger trophies, get the big Happy Gilmore checks on all the shows, and they've been more than willing to support support the drivers. So it's been great. Awesome. Well, uh, check in with us here in a couple of weeks. Are, are you doing any type of point system for your for your series this year, for your for your season this year? Uh, no, no, we stepped away from the point series for this year at least, and we'll uh, kind of reevaluate probably for next year. Awesome. Well, I, I wanted to catch up. Congratulations on getting that first win, and congratulations on uh, uh, on last year's victory as well to to your wife. The the pictures that I saw that was point of that bumper either wrinkled the quarter panel or under the, under the window but you guys can settle it on your own I don't... <laughs> we'll talk it over <laughs> as long as you brought home the big check that's all that matters yep yep not a bad win and congratulations to, to jacob prusman uh as well and uh, uh having a having a good show and able to rebound from that that event being canceled and you know make sure you know, all things considered, man, make sure you leave, give yourself a little bit of time. I know it's going to be crazy between running this derby and, and all the other stuff that's um, waiting in the wings for you next couple weeks. Give yourself a little bit of time to kind of process everything. It's uh, It's been an emotional week. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. We'll catch you soon, man. Congratulations again. We'll see you later, Brandon. All right, thanks. See you now. Bye. There goes Brandon Thomas picking up that huge win. Yes, um, just cool. – when that kind of stuff happens, it's just just meant to be. Close to the line, right? I couldn't imagine something that emotional before and being at your your first win. I mean, I was, you know, when I finally won, when I finally won Waterloo, like I was, I was happy to win Burton. I mean, it was a thousand bucks, and that was ninety nine. That was nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. You know, so we're still talking the same type of purses now. Yeah. Twenty two years later, 23 years later. Yeah. And that same discussion was happening the year that you won, that that's the same kind of money that was being paid out in the early 90s. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, anyway. What I, I mean, it just, I uh, you know, when I finally won Waterloo, it was, that was so emotional. I couldn't imagine, you know, having, you know, lost a friend and then him, you know, having something of his in the car with me afterwards. That's, 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 that's pretty cool. Man. Frank Petrie did that. Yeah. I remember when Frank did that with. He, didn't uh, win, though. he just had a. No, no, yeah. I I know, but I mean, yeah. he still had the, yeah. he, he still had that that go on, and the car finished, and. Yep. And I remember when after it was over, <laughs> he basically just buckled Jeremy. Jeremy Vasquez was just kind of buckled in the passenger seat with a the, with the picture on the, the 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 urn, which I believe was inside a box to help. He just buckled it in the passenger seat, and after it was it. over with, man, he, he drove the wheels off that thing, and then he got out and he held onto that box. He was he was. Yeah, it was a good tribute, man. It was a really good cool. tribute. It was cool. Definitely need to see stuff like that happen. Yep. All right. So we left off on that. So let's do this. And we're going to get Ron McClung and Brian on the phone. And we will be right back. And the 2022 Hardcore Tour is going to continue later on this month. July the 23rd is King of the Hill at the Jacktown Fair in Wind Ridge, Pennsylvania. Hardcore Compacts and the Hobby Stocks both based on pre-registration. And then we're going to look ahead to the month of August. August the 12th is Cass and Coal Country in Waynesburg, Pennsylvania. Hardcore Compacts, Hobby Stocks, and the Power Wheels all part of the card there. August 15th and 19th is Washington War Zone in Washington, Pennsylvania. 
Night one is the hardcore limited weld, full-size bone stockings, full-size street stock compacts and power wheels. Night two is the hardcore compacts, hobby stock, minivan, SUV, and power wheels. And then also want to keep in mind, Labor Day Lockdown is still sitting out there on September 3rd and 4th, waiting for the end of the year. Check out all the details, all the rules online, www.hardcorepromotions.com. Smash It Demolition Derbies has a county fair schedule posted now. July 11th and 15th is Montgomery County. July 16th is Madison County. July 21st and 23rd, Fayette County. July 23rd, Franklin County, the same day. And then it really gets busy. July the 24th is Clark County. July 26th and 30th is Claremont County. Also Shelby County. Also the first night of Preble. Again, July 30th and August 1st at the Preble County Derbies. For classes, rules, events, and additional information, you can jump online and visit smashitderby.com. Got Ryan and Brian McClung hanging out with us here for a little bit here just to put the final touches on Billy Bash. And I guess there's some additional news that's coming up. Uh, Ron, was uh, the return of Billy Bash everything that you hoped it would be? Let it rip. Uh, so, how um, was, was the return everything that you were hoping that it would be? Why is this not working now? How about now? We got you now, Ron? There you go. Okay. So, uh, was it everything that you were hoping that this would, uh, this would turn out to be with the return? Uh, feature didn't disappoint at all <laughs> the um the the return seemed like you drew it almost seemed like you drew more cars than you expected to draw um we we were expecting a few more cars there were some guys that couldn't make it oh. whether they had build problems or just ran out of time but um, in, in the beginning, we thought we'd get close to 200 cars, and uh, it ended up being like 153, and well, put I, on a good show with that amount of cars. Yeah, no, no doubt. And I don't want to, I don't want you to take that wrong. I wasn't uh, wasn't trying to pick on you. The the turnout that you guys got for the first year with this back and, and all the pieces that were aligning, I thought that the turnout that you had was was outstanding. Absolutely, I agree with you. Yep. Uh, so how was it to, to stand on, on the official side as opposed to uh, getting the smash cars? I mean, obviously, uh, you know, everybody's, you know, seen you run from, from here to Vegas and back. So how was it to, to have to stand and, and watch as opposed to running? Uh, I never liked watching the demolition derby, but uh, standing on the blocks and flagging it, it it's pretty cool. Um, you know, Watching out for the safety, we had one fire, and it happened right in front of me. It was a car, small carburetor fire. Put it out immediately, and we went right back to the show. So it was pretty cool, but uh, I'm not interested in giving up my driver's seat for derbies yet either. So, <laughs> Kind of figured that would be the answer. Well, um, there was a couple uh, hard hitters that you wanted to take a second to recognize, but in terms of giving up that driver's seat, we won't, we won't get quite to that yet, but what were those uh, heavy hitters that you wanted to make mention of? 
Uh, well, we we had some guys there that got some extra awards and extra cash for uh, putting on a good show, and and that's to me what it's all about. Demolition Derby is about smashing cars and not playing a game of chess. Sure. So, you know, like Bobby Kuzno right out, right off the hop, who uh, ended up winning the Pro Stock feature, he, he drove the wheels off his car and uh, put on a hell of a show for us. Um. Bobby was one of them that we we figured it was going to see. <laughs> You've talked to him a time or two on here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Even, even Rick Clark drove before. his Imperial, and uh, he put on a hell of a show in his heat as well. Good. Excellent. I mean, it, it sounds like you have some really good building building blocks as you go forward. I mean, you you know, you, you obviously have to be pretty happy with how things went, and, uh, you know, you, you got to be happy with how the future, you know, is, is kind of shaping up to be. Yeah, it was a pretty good show, and um, we're definitely going to build it for, for next year. Um, more prize money, more trophies, more giveaways, and uh, hopefully get a bigger crowd and more exposure, and it'll be fun. You know, maybe, you know, I've never been a promoter, but, I mean, maybe I can help you out some, and maybe you could have a promoter's heat, and then, you know, you could get back in a car for a heat. I mean, you know, <laughs> that's just one of those things you might want to look at for next year, so at least you get to smash one car for the night. I mean, I I, I know how it is for you, so just just an idea going forward, <laughs> bud. Yeah, but I, I did build four of the cars that were in the Derby, so it was a lot of fun to see them get wrecked, and two of them actually won, so it was pretty cool. Nice. That's good. Were those experimental uh, bad Ronnie future builds? <laughs> Actually, no. One was a quick build uh, van that Jim Cleach is from Pennsylvania drove, and he won the Van Derby. Okay. And then uh, we we raffled off a 4.6 Crown Vic, and uh, 16-year-old Emma Robbins won the youth heat with it. Nice. nice. That's awesome. Very cool. Um, you said you're not ready to give up the seat yet, but... There's more stuff coming for for Ron McClung and I Am Demolition. Is this true? Uh, yeah, absolutely. We've got a couple more shows we're going to do this year, and uh, we'll announce them right shortly. Okay. And then, uh, of course, Billy Bash will absolutely be back next year. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's good. Uh, now, now, more importantly, or not, maybe not more importantly, but I mean another topic is uh, have you started your annual tour of the – continent of north america running everywhere uh, you'll see me somewhere very soon come towards the end of the month and it it'll be very interesting okay neat that, that's all i can say about it right now cool chris what's coming at the end of the month does the does the promoter ride with shed man <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I could venture a guess. No, I'm not gonna. I'm just. I'm just gonna let it. I'm gonna let everything just kind of settle out and see what happens at the end of the I, month. I can't wait if that's the case. Yeah. <clears throat> cool. it, it's not going to be in Pennsylvania. Okay. All right. Hmm. So, All right. I, <laughs> I won't be. I won't be running Pennsylvania till Stoneboro Fair on Labor Day weekend. Nice. Okay. All right. That's that's going to be hardcore show. Yep. The yeah, yeah. Labor Day lockdown. Yep. It's a two-day show. Yep. Yeah, um, yeah. I never miss it. How many cars are you going to bring down for that? Just, just one for myself. It's a two-day show. There's not going to be anything left after the first day. 
I already have a car sitting there. Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh, that works out just good. <laughs> nice. Fantastic. You know, Boy Scout, be prepared. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I, I'm I'm so glad to hear that everything went well. Um, and now, uh, now that you've had the chance to let the, the frustrations of a promoter fester, now you've got a place where you can go and, and is bad Ronnie going to show up in these travels? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I love how just like, yeah, yeah. Ron's always so laid back and then he gets behind the wheel of the car and just turns it up. <laughs> it's, it's always fun. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I wish I could speak about what's going on, but I have to, I have okay. to stay under wraps till the end of the month. All right. Well, I I don't want to put you don't don't get yourself in trouble. You don't want to jeopardize anything. Nope. Yeah. It'll be interesting to hear and oh, see it's that. Gonna be, it's gonna be pretty cool. Excellent. Good to hear. Well, we always like pretty cool because it is an entertainment sport, and Ron has taught us that that is that is the goal of going out there. For sure. They're not made. That's they're not great. made to run a second time. Nope. Junk them. <laughs> is it gonna yeah. be as cool as when you nope. showed up with the AMC bumper? <laughs> It'll be that cool, yes. Absolutely. Awesome. <laughs> Excellent. Awesome. Well, I hope uh, I hope before the end of the summer we get to cross paths, and um, and if nothing else, be uh, be safe, travel well, and and as you finalize more of these announcements for uh, for yourself, for I am demolition, and the future of uh, what's going on with Billy Bash, man. By all means, get a hold of us and let us know what's going on. Yeah, right on. Um, we've already secured uh, double the amount of prize money. And uh, wait, what? Our our pro stock feature will be paying ten thousand to win, and uh, it'll be pretty cool. Hopefully, attract a lot more cars and a lot more Americans can come up. All oh. this COVID stuff will be over. Well, I'm 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 confident of that. But let's let's back this up because this. Is, <laughs> <laughs> you said you secured double the purse money, not just for first place, but yeah. double the purse. Yeah. And it's going to be ten grand to win the main event. Yeah, whatever our main class are going to be, like okay. the pro stock with heats and feature, will be ten thousand to win. Now, the, the 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 bad Ronnie promoter has told me a lot of times that this is an entertainment sport, or excuse me, the bad Ronnie drivers told me this is an entertainment sport. At the same time, we've we've talked in the past, you know, you know, just in in the pits and and talking about derby, that the more money you get, the more the pace slows down. Is that going to be something that, that you guys have to go to the drawing board and find a way to keep the pace up so that it is the same or, or better as what this edition was? Uh, I think we did pretty good with our pro stock class. I, I um, agree, but the more money, the more money is going to change things. Yeah. Well, we, we did a Utah start, which was different for this area. Uh huh. And it kind of caught the drivers off guard, and the crowd right. absolutely loved it. And I think it set the pace for the show, and the guys were really into it. And the, the whole thing, from all three heats to the consolation to the feature, they all drove really hard and put on a good show. Excellent. You know, I, I've, always, I've always enjoyed hearing the, promoter, the promoters that say, I don't want to dictate how the derby goes. You don't want to turn it into WWE, but at no. the same time, it is for entertainment. So going out there and you see, you know, one guy just, just laying on another driver and all the cars are painted the same way and it looks like a team, but nobody has a problem with it when all the cars are different colors. It's, it, it's exactly. really a, a tough nut sometimes to crack. And, you know, as long as the pace stays up, nobody's going to care, I suppose. True. Very true. Yeah. But uh, <clears throat> it, it, it was every heat that we ran, all the drivers drove, really hard and put on a good show for the crowd and uh I'm, I'm really glad we had the opportunity to bring back billy bash and honor bill williams 
Um, I'd like to shout out to Steve Buckham Jr. for coming up and running one of my Crown Vicks. Yep. And we had to put him to work because our announcer got oh, no. stuck in uh, Calgary, Alberta. His flight got canceled, so Steve stepped in and uh, took over the duties. Awesome. Steve will give anybody a hand, man. Oh, yeah. He did a hell of a good job for us. Are you going to have him in a car next year, or is he going to have to do all the announcing for end, end, end? <laughs> yeah, we'll have a headset on him in the car. There you go. <laughs> Uh, I, I know you, you wanted to make a mention of him and, and, and make a mention of some of those drivers. Anybody else that you wanted to uh, acknowledge here before we let you go? Um, like my son, Brian, he did a hell of a job yep. checking all the cars with his, his friends. And uh, Kayla Zager, she took care of all the paperwork. Um, everybody else from uh, my sister Marlene, my daughter Caprice, Cheryl, um, Matt, Dwayne, Steve, Jarrett, um, Cody Wolf, Dave Webster, and right down to the uh, Burford Fair president, Chris Howell. He uh, he was backing me up from the day I went and spoke to him, August 18th, 2021, and we were able to get this show off the ground. Awesome. So, can't wait for next year. Very good. Well, Ronnie, uh, travel safe, be well, and uh, and we'll be watching. We'll be watching along on Facebook and see where you show up next and how bent the car is when you're done with it. Oh, it'll it'll be bent for sure. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for coming right. on, man. I appreciate you you making some time for us. Yeah, thanks, Chris. Of course. We'll catch you soon. Cheers. Bye. Bye there it goes. Bye. There it goes. Ron McClung, wrapping up, putting the finishing touches on Billy Bash. And let's see, where are we? Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know if you. Yeah, yeah. We can. Let's do that quick, and then we'll we'll do our. Our final wrap on things, and we'll uh, we got some got some quick results to run through. We got Impact; they had the SummerSlam up over the border. We'll do that quick, and we'll be right back. RPM Group is a, pro- a progressive waste management business serving nearly 4,000 residents and businesses around Owego, New York. RPM Group can take care of all your waste management needs. Boasting a fleet of two roll-offs and six garbage trucks, RPM is fully insured and ready to serve. Ask about asbestos abatement and surveys, interior and exterior demolition, private parties and foreclosures, curbside trash and recycling, all that and more. Click or call, ask for Corey, tell him you heard about him here at the Crash Course nationals rpm group ny.com or 607-223-8714 and just uh hit a couple final highlights here for the course of the weekend um one of my favorite derbies of the year is coming up in two weeks dunkirk fair back on the schedule they had to take a couple years off there's been some some if you're familiar with the show i don't need to say anymore you know it's what's happening out there just like probably what's happening at your county fair at home right now there is so much good stuff if you get the chance go out there support dunkirk um, it sure. will be it will be a show to see as always it's it's awesome uh cody and dalen brown uh we, we've we've talked to, about and two of the, those guys in the past they picked up a win in a second place in warrenton missouri cody got the win dalen was second and uh they started taking a headcount, so to say, at how many Fords they end up hurting through the course of the weekend. So that's always cool. Uh, they put a hurting on some new Fords, which was, which was great. I don't know if you were following along with uh, Serena Brandt and um, John Damba. Serena got a win back on oh, yeah, the yeah. 4th of July. Yep. And then she stayed home. And John took the car out and got a win, too. Yeah. Yeah, I did see that. That's pretty cool. 
She was saying maybe she needs to stay home more often. <laughs> maybe she's bad luck. I I don't know. I, she she. I'm glad that she goes. All kinds of pictures oh, get yeah. turned in. She, she does. Her and her and Christy are both incredible photographers. Uh, historian. Some of that no. stuff. Some of that stuff would be would be lost to lost to time if it wasn't for them documenting so much the way that they do. But yeah, uh, New Alex had one of their. I think it was one of their qualifier weekends this weekend. They're getting ready the the big cancer uh, uh, promotion. Not the promotion. Jeepers. The awareness and. Um, Benefit night at the new Alex Fairgrounds is coming up at the end of the month, but it's uh, it wasn't this weekend. They ended up taking was it second place? Yeah. When they were down there, I didn't I didn't catch who won it, but it was a pretty fun show, which is always fun to always fun to see what goes on down there at the um, New Alexandria Lions Club. And then to round things out, Impact had that event. Uh, B.J. Haining, I don't know if you saw that Ranger Mm-mm. that he ran. The tailgate was touching the roof. Wow. It wasn't bent nearly as much. It, it was bent way more than yours ever was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got out of, I only bent mine a little. Then there was a fire and I got out. It, was gone. <laughs> it wasn't, it was no longer beneficial to stay in yours. And it got to the point where uh, Devin and some of the, some of the impact crew came over to check on BJ. And, and in one of the posts that BJ put out there, it, it was almost, almost to the point where it was a look of fear. Or panic because you don't know what you're walking up to when the thing is, yeah. it is bananaed. I remember Todd Height had a car, had a truck at Wheel Days that was. Um, it looked similar afterwards. Where you look in there, it's like I hope the person that used to be in the driver's seat is okay because the driver's seat's on the ground yeah. at this point. That happened at Mini Meltdown with that uh, diesel Ford that ran in the farm trucks. Yeah, that thing got bent. I didn't see how the the Hummer did. You know, I, me either. I saw that, like, pre, and I never saw anything after or heard anything about I mean, it. That's your next job. Find out how that yeah, yeah, I got to put that in line. <laughs> um, ended up four drivers, uh, ended up four youth drivers, ended up getting nominated to the national event. Cool. Which is outstanding. Uh, Dil- Dryden Merritt, Aiden Golden, Braden Nornan, and Cole Woodham. Now, Cole Woodham, not only did he get nominated as a youth driver, Cole also won the highest bumper award and also won the Wheelman Award. So it's a good weekend. So take the name Cole Woodham and put it in the back of your mind because you're going to hear more about that guy as uh, cool. as we move on through our our demolition derby juniors together. Drivers from Quebec, Ontario, and Michigan showed up to support it, which is fantastic. Yes, it is. And everybody's able to get back home, which is even better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, that was a good thing. Uh, the Hatchback Hooligans won the first ever uh, figure eight team derby. And uh, River Kinzig, Brandon Gansicoli, and Johnny Deschamps ended up doing that. They drive together uh, in just phenomenal fashion, and they were able to bring that to that. And then I don't know if you caught this, but Reg Bonneau's niece, Jordan Bonneau, I did not. won the youth full size in a, it was described as a Cracker Box GM with LS Power. So interesting. That's a term I haven't heard before. No. And I would love to know more about how that came to be. <laughs> and, and I mean, it ranks right up there. Cracker Box GMs, is, it's got to be something that's a regional regional term, just like the uh, the Sharkback Lincolns mm-hmm. that we we learned about and have embraced in our own yep uh, vernacular, as it were. Yeah, it was a it was a good weekend, and and we got some local stuff coming up now. Now we're gonna be moving into some of the stuff that we've got happening here 
right here in our home area. So hopefully we'll be able to get some drivers to join us here in studio. And um, I'm sure that we will be able to load this place up. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's it's that time of year. It's you know and, we've been saying that for weeks. Yeah. Well, now now it's really that time of year. Um, you know, I I think Penyan is next week. No, it's this week coming. Yeah, it's this week, isn't it? Yeah, Tuesday. It's tomorrow and tomorrow and Saturday. Yeah, is if I'm not mistaken. And then after that, <laughs> which is weird because it used to be the week after Waterloo. Back in the day, it was. Well, the, that's that's a long time ago. Yeah, like back I mean, when when Mark and those guys used to run it. Yeah, it I, the all the after. time, all the time that I've been doing anything with uh, DVDs and such, it's always been it's always been Yates County, Seneca County, and then. Ontario, Ontario County. I don't even know. I don't know who's promoting either Derby anymore. I haven't heard anything. Uh, Stephen I... Ovens. Stephen Ovens contacted me today, and wanted to get a hold of Total Destruction so that to see if they would allow him to have a little bit of time to um, pay tribute to Stu. I mean, he was down there for. Geez, it. it I bet you it was probably. Is he announcer? At the at, excuse me at the Yates County Fair. Yeah. Oh yeah. Really? Yeah. Forever. Forever, that was, ever. That was, yeah, like the guy that announced at your show. Say again? The guy that announced at your show there. At, at my show there. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yep. Yep. The Cuca Class show. Yes. Steve, uh, 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 Stu was the announcer there. Stu was from Creekside Entertainment. Stu uh, was a racer. Stu was, well, uh, it's, Stevens, it's Steven's dad. It's Brad's dad. He passed away in November. The name sounded familiar, but I could never, I never could put why it was familiar to me but now that you say that i know exactly who he was with the hat yep, yep. um no, i know exactly who he brought rc derby down to yates county yes and yep. i mean he's he is a he is a pillar and uh when when we did the the crash course nationals four a couple of weeks ago we did it back at that replica yates county track mm-hmm. and we were talking about those cars lined up in front of the stew ovens memorial press box because it looked just like it it looked just like That's it cool. um uh, yeah, uh, Colin Walker, Zach Drummond, uh, those guys did a great job putting that track together, and we got to use it again. And now there's an asphalt track in the back 90. They they did some upgrades to that, so we were able to kind of make this this sort of replica of the um, of the South Bend, Indiana Speedway, where they run on asphalt. Mm-hmm. Um, Too bad you can get some some pics of the old Shangri La. That would be cool. Shangri- that was asphalt, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. That was the whole track, though, wasn't it? Yeah, but I mean the front stretch. If you could do just just their front stretch for a derby, that would be. There's some pretty historical derbies happened down there. That was really. Oh yeah, that was crazy. I know it was crazy, but I mean significant in terms of just just finishes or just not how insane action. Yeah, okay. Action, action packed. Afton's got stuff like that too. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if we do anymore. Afton's got the stuff of legend. Where the burn, remember the burn barrel derby? Yeah. <laughs> remember the black flag derby where cars that were in the pits showed up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was strange. But uh, what do All you right, think? Good. I, well, I, 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 was, I wanted to get this answer here before we, we, we packed it in. We have uh, Brian Yoakum is checking in. They're allowing Imperials and our local fair for the first time in over 35 years. What can we expect? That's in Edmondson County, Kentucky. What can they inspect? Now, first thing, we don't know what the rules are. Yeah. What can you expect? Uh, you'll probably get three or four of them. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be a, a massive turnout because that part of the country is, is very heavy GM at yes. this point of the evolution. Yeah. I, don't think, I don't think you're going to need a lot of them. 
and I mean, it depends on the rule set. I mean, if it's, you know, something where you can pressurize and, you know, kickers or protectors or anything like that, I mean, you know, we, we saw at Blizzard Bash that it's a, it's a learning process with Imperials. So if it's a lighter build, I mean, they'll be a tough car, but they're still going to have... Steering. You know, steering. You're still going to have front-end issues. The, um, the description that I've heard on those Imperials is they're point-and-shoot. Yes. Oh, goodness, yes. <laughs> yes, definitely. You're not going to take that thing and try to outmaneuver no. um, anything else, really, that you're up against. No, but you will hit something 50 wide open. <laughs> and, and smile as you back away. Yeah. Yep, that is true. But, no, it, it'll be neat. You know, uh, I actually talked about uh, Downsville a little bit with Jeremy because he said that, I said I saw the thing was an Imperial, and he said, yeah, there was, I can't remember how many Imperials he said were there, but he said there was a few of them, and. Um, I asked to build, and he said it was probably comparable to his economy build. So um, it'd be neat. It would be neat to see. I, I would like to see some some Imperials run, you know, in, in normal heats around here. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's nice to hear that they're coming back. But after 35 years, yeah, you're talking an entire driving career. Oh, yeah. Potentially has run its course. So you're, you're relying on a lot of new stuff, and you know how we're talking about that evolution versus the, the, the revolve back around to something else. You can go back and try and apply some of these new style tricks to the Imperials, and it worked. We saw that at King of Ohio last year with that uh, uh, Bob Bauer. I can't remember his last name. Yeah. I, I want to say Bauer Sock, but I'm not sure if that's correct. Yeah, I don't remember. Uh, he took a lot of the new style uh, cues and applied it to his Imperial, and it, and it, and it worked to an extent, but... It just wasn't the same. But once some of these drivers, I mean, there's no slouches that are putting these things together than bringing them to a, a showcase event like King of Ohio or uh, for the last several years at, at uh, Bash for Cash or at Blizzard Bash. Yep. Those shows that are drawing those Imperials, they're put together by builders who know what they're doing. So it's only going to take a couple, two or three times before they figure out where those shortcomings are. Oh, and if you're looking to learn, Sam Bando just posted a Blizzard Bash Imperial for sale, body only, but you're buying Imperial knowledge. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. That was pretty cool. <laughs> but, uh, no, it'll be neat. It's, it's neat to see. You know, and it's, you know, trial, trial and error. <laughs> it's uh, it's a little bit tougher with the trial and error on the Imperials because if you don't have one, it's tough to get your hands on one. Yeah, they're tougher, th I guess. Yeah, you know? they're, they're not very easy to come by. The train's late tonight. They're on summertime. True. Summertime. True. We got to wait till we fall back in October for potentially the last time. And then I've been hearing that for twenty years. Oh no, there was a vote on it. We're 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 in the the, the final stage though. We only got to do it a few more times, and then we'll be done. Interesting. You know what I realized? There's was, some states that don't do it. No, yeah, that too. <laughs> but it was thirty years ago this July that I ran my first derby. Really? Yep. My first derby was the year I, the summer after I graduated. And, and how much did you pay for that car? It was my first road car. It was a 72-inch, 73-inch uh, Trino. And I uh, took it down, made two hits, and I, had, I didn't take the butterfly out of the carburetor, and that closed and choked it out. So I drove it out into the pits, and we welded the spider gears, and they broke, so that was done there. And I took it to Candy and ran it after the races. But, so I haven't ran 30 years straight. Um, I've taken years off here and there. Um, but I mean, I prob I'm probably around 25-ish, I would guess. Consecutive, you know, 25 total over the 30 years. 25 total? I would say. I'm getting old. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't spend too much time thinking about it. <laughs> what do you think, Chris Mark? I told Brian Yoakum uh, to check in with us here. They're getting ready to allow those Imperials, like we said. 
Um, we broke down a little bit of what to expect, you know, in, in, in what our, our guesstimation might be. But I also told them, hey, check back in in a couple of weeks. Send me a Facebook message, whatever it might be. Um, I would love to hear more about how it goes. Because oh, that, definitely. you know, Jimmy Johnson and Chad Markley have both talked about how Mopars used to be a thing back there yep. uh, in Kentucky and Kansas and that part of the country. So I would love to hear more. So check in. Keep us in, keep us in the loop and uh, let us know. Episode 406, it's in the books. Awesome. Congratulations to all the winners, everybody that we talked about, and uh, hopefully everybody travels safe, and we look forward to seeing you right back here again, which will probably be, let everybody know, it's probably going to be next Tuesday next week because I think we got a soccer game on Monday. So Monday, Thursday, Friday is what the schedule is uh, next week. I mean, at least in Waterloo, you're not driving all over central New York. It's, it's helpful. It's helpful. I'll take it. <laughs> but that's going to do it. We'll see everybody back here again next week. Crash Course Live is presented by Smash It Demolition Derby, who host Bash for Cash, Blizzard Bash, and Capital City Carnage. Online at SmashItDerby.com. And Stirring Dirt Racing, host of May Mania's team show at the Golden Spike Arena in Ogden, Utah. Online at StirringDirtRacing.com. Reckless Abandoned Derby Apparel, and Derby Inc. Magazine. This is the Crash Course Demolition Derby Podcast, recorded live at the FigureLinks1.com studios in downtown Seneca Falls, New York.